Hey, Ruthann, you're finally back. Talk CDO. I am. Hey, after two weeks, first week, let's say you were sick. Yeah. And then you gave it to me. I didn't give it to you. You took it. Yeah, well, I when I was talking to one of my friends the other day, I said, next time Ruthann's sick, I'm sending her to a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. You didn't have to sleep in the same room. That's what yeah. I was saying to everybody. All right. But anyways, you're back. At, I'm we back. Had, last week, we had guest star Johnny Acid on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> does well. And uh, little over Dan's back. So welcome back. Yay. Yay. All right. So Talk CDL today. Got lots of stuff for the podcast audience. Uh, I actually wanted to start the show off today with yeah, actually a sponsor real quick. And then I want to start the show off with a couple fan letters. Okay. I mean, you know, it's like we get these letters from people, and then like we should read them every now and then. Hey, you know, we got a we got an awesome fan letter that I got. I mean, I got a couple of them, but I think my biggest one was when Matt sent it to us. Who's Matt? Matt's. Oh, Matt's. Oh, yeah. You'll have to tell everybody about yes, Matt's. Yes, I will. Absolutely. Good. Good. That's uh, the uh, Mid America Truck Show you're talking about. Yes, yeah. it is. Perfect. All right. So, uh, how about National Carriers? This is a great company. They're a very good company. Their number is 888-311-7076. If you're looking to do a lease, if you're looking to do a percentage lease in a nice Kenworth T680, call them, 888-311-7076. And if you're a student, come aboard, become a company driver, and then flip over to the lease after you've been a company driver for a short period. Again, 888-311-7076. Ruthann, so today... On Talk CDL, we are going to read a couple letters. I just, I had them at the, you know, uh, they come in on some of the social media pages. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought I'd read some of them. It's like, a lot of times we get them like from somebody that doesn't even have a CDL. Mm-hmm. This guy, and this, this is a guy named Nick. He writes, hey, I was just, hey, I just wanted to say that I'm getting ready to get started on my CDL. Going to CDL school in about three weeks, and I've been nervous as all hell for the past few weeks and I found your podcast and I was I've been binging every episode from the start. That's a long binging. There's mm-hmm. like five hundred and fifty episodes. It is. And and they used to be ninety minutes long. So you got a probably two years to catch up on the podcast. A lot of entertainment out there. He said um he's been doing it on Spotify. He said, I really appreciate what you guys are putting out there. It is helping to put my mind at ease and definitely been learning some of what not to do. Can't wait to catch up on the show and continue to listen as I drive down the road. Thank you guys for being so awesome. That's pretty cool of Nick. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, I like Nick. Yeah, I, I, I returned it. Re- some of these guys I try to write back. In fact, yeah. most of them I try to write back. Yeah, I f- I, he had sent that to mine. I forwarded it to you. Okay, so then I got another one from a guy named John in Cincinnati. It's kind of a... Uh, I even told myself, we might just mention you on the podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, not, it's nothing special. It's, it's, it's a neat little letter. He says, just finished listening to the podcast about the new trucking movie. That's like two years ago, three years ago. That movie they were making. Um, uh, it was in like Texas or something. I don't know. We, 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 we had one of the guys. On, we had... Um, it we had one of the stars on. Oh, that was when we had the guy. Who was it? Okay, it was um, the guy, the, unc- the, the, the cousin or the uncle oh, that's right, from, from the Dukes, Dukes of Hazzard. Hazzard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I knew yeah. it was one of those guys. Yeah. So it was the cousin, Bo, D- Bo and Luke Duke's cousin. Um, Jed. No, Starts with J. Was it Jed? No. Anyways, it, 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 was a, it was a great show. He was a great guest. Yeah. And uh, But anyways, that was at least two or three years ago. So 
Here's another guy that's just getting caught up. (laughs) He said, um, White Line Fever has to be one of the greatest trucking movies of all time. And he's right. It is. It's a classic. Mm -hmm. He said, glad to see CB radios slowly making a comeback, too. Been a user since I was a kid in the mid-70s, and now some of my friends' kids are putting, putting putting them in their trucks and Jeeps. He says, we helped them. Get radios off of eBay for twenty-five to thirty bucks. Mounting bracket, new antenna, and power cables, if need be, for one hundred and thirty-five to one hundred and fifty dollars total for the radio and accessories needed. We went for the five-foot fire stick on the Jeep and a Wilson five hundred on the truck. He said, "I personally use the Wilson one thousand. <laughs> John from Cincinnati. Well, thank you, John, for keeping your CB on. That's right. I wrote back. I said, John, I like the the Wilson Whip was was to me one of the best antennas there was. You always liked the Whip. So, um, awesome letters, guys. And, you know, I'm going to skip one little part here since he mentioned CBs. And I'm going to bring up Elon Musk today. He was in on Fox News. They had a big write-up on Elon Musk. And he was encouraging. There's a big, giant convoy going on in Canada right now. And they've been, they've been sending me letters. These, con- the, these Canadians... They are resilient. They've been sending me letters all week. Hey, will you post this stuff? We posted something for them today, a video, and they've been saying, we're, you know, they're going on. They're not striking, but what they're doing is protesting the vaccine mandate. Yeah, so I was going to say it's it's the vax mandate for the border. Right. So Elon Musk wrote, and it was really cool. He wrote, Canadian truckers rule. He said, he wrote near uh, to his nearly 72 million followers, adding, CB radios are free and government slash media, uh, from government slash media control. Well, and and that, that brings up a, just a couple second discussion with you. That's a, I never thought of that part of the CB. It's, it's free, you know, once you pay for it, but the airways are free, mm-hmm. Right. Your communication with each other is free. When you go on Facebook, you go on Twitter, and you go on all these social media accounts, they're all stifled. They're regulated, yeah. They're all regulated. They're all By being, their own opinions. They're all being watched. Mm-hmm. If you're not in line with their agenda, you get stifled. We know that. You if, get in if Facebook you, jail. Yeah, if you go, well, we know that for, we've been doing this for a long time, and if you post certain things, like, for example, the Canadian thing, it, it didn't go, it didn't really go that big. Normally, something like that would go pretty big mm-hmm. on the page, but because it's protesting government vaccine mandates, boom, they went and it, it's, it's really didn't go far. It did a slow bubble instead of a hard boil. Right. But it's not, a big, it's not really a big deal. But I thought what Elon said, and that's really my whole point to this. I mean, for you Canadians that are standing up for your rights. Go for it. Stand up for your rights, you mm-hmm. know. I don't believe anybody should be able to tell anybody. You know, in fact, government, this is what somebody brought up. I was watching another podcast earlier, and, and one of the guys brought up, government is supposed to be the people. And I'm, I'm not trying to get political or anything like that, but all these mandates and rules, they were just, a, a truck driver called me today and said, you know what they're trying to do? In America, they're trying to say anybody that hasn't been vaccinated now they'll refuse, they'll refuse to have their health care paid for when they show up in an emergency room or, uh, you know, because of COVID. That's what they're trying to, the politicians are supposedly trying to push through. This is what a truck driver said to me today. So I would say that's to be determined. And I'm not here to be, get political. I'm just here to say, 
you know, you got, supposedly they told me they got upwards of 50,000 trucks that are going to be protesting this Saturday in Canada, and I was watching some of the warm-up convoys and stuff. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. It's really actually amazing how these guys came together up there. And so all I'm saying is, you know, Elon Musk brought it up. He said, CB radios. Now, we always push the CB radio. This is my, I went, around, I went a, a five miles around the subject to get to what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is really what I wanted to talk about. The CB. We always tell everybody, this is how it'll save your life. Yeah, we, we think of the safety aspect of it. Everything. It, it, it helps you if you're lonely, you know what I mean? Traveling with somebody. Staying it's, awake. It's, it's a great tool. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of the new guys out there, and some of the older guys go, oh, screw that. We, I hate that because of this, because of that. Right. But Elon brought up a great point. It's one, it's one of the last few ways for you guys to communicate without being regulated, mm-hmm. without being encroached on. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it really is. It's, it's, it's your freedom of speech. And when truckers stop using their CBs, you're, com- you're, cut- you're cutting communication. And, and truck drivers have really, I believe, in the last couple of years, seemed, if you look on social media, they're really coming together a lot, but we're still stifled. You know, mm-hmm. by social media in, mm-hmm. in our like, remember last year when they tried to get the big strike in Washington, they were trying to shut down the roads. It didn't go over that big. It was, right. it was a little bit, you know. So, guys, that CB is unregulated. Right. Nobody can control you on that CB. And no one knows if you're, you know, like if you want to plan something like a convoy or whatever. The, and and I'm, yeah. we're not encouraging people to. To do that, it's always peaceful protest is what we should do. But the bottom line is, if you're looking to communicate without being squashed, your CB is a great way to do it, to pass along the word for anything, anything. Warnings, there's a bear in the middle, you know, anything that might be going on in the country, anything. The CB, I mean, you you can get on the CB, like today, uh, we'll we'll be going over, over this Pittsburgh bridge collapse in a second. But you can get on the CB and you could say, wow, there was just an emergency here in Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. And a guy a guy could be going westbound with his truck and he tells another guy and the guy five miles up the road, he hears it. Next thing you know, it's going down 71, down 75. Next thing you know, just by the CB, all the word is spreading. Right. It, and it's that fast. The good thing about it is it, what it's doing is it's, it's forewarning you you don't want to attempt to come near this bridge because of now you can't get through it. But think of how many trucks, if they went to go towards that bridge, now have to try and turn around to right. take a different route to get back and go way out of their way now to go to somewhere else. When if they were warned ahead of time, they could have made that preparation. And because of the situation, been, you know, dispatch knowing it was happening. Now, think about. You have like an agenda or something you want to spread out. You know, I mean, you want to get the word out. Mm-hmm. It's no different. You see what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying is it don't take much. But if there's something truthful and interesting and you and everybody has CBs like they did back in the day, all it takes is the key up on that mic. Say, here's what's going on. Boom, boom. I mean, I could tell you back when I was a driver. I would know about accidents 200, 300, 400 miles back. Right. I mean, I'd come into. Ohio on 80 and somebody'd say there's one there's an accident back at the 80 81 80 split in Pennsylvania. It's like 600 miles or 500 and some miles away once you cross into you know Indiana and Ohio, you still got another 500 and some miles till you even get to 81, mm-hmm. you know, and and you knew about an accident. 
Why? Because people traveling, people spreading the word. So just like Elon said, it's an unregulated, unregulated way for you guys to not be squashed down and have your voice heard by others. Good point, Elon. Yeah, so kudos. Ruthann, how about uh, we, we move on from the CB to a sponsor and we talk about Carter Lumber. Carter Lumber. Carter Lumber. If you're looking for a local home everyday job drivers, and this is a time of the year that local jobs are great. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're not far, especially, you know, out into the winter driving and all that crap. Class A, Class B drivers, if you're a Class B driver also, all you do is go on www.carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL, and it's like a three or four or five question little sheet you fill out on the on the computer, and they contact you. That's like a little mini app. Now again, it's www.carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL for a local home every day, Class A or Class B job. Ruthann, moving on. Moving on. What else you have us? Uh, well, something I noticed, I, 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 I seen on uh, CDL Life, and they have a big write-up on it. You guys can go over there and check the whole thing out. There's a, that travel bans up where we're from in Pennsylvania. Yeah. They're really getting big up there. Um, now, we're recording now, but the travel ban starts tonight, which is Friday. This, this podcast won't come out till Sunday. But I'm only bringing it up because... It's going to be all all winter long. Right. It's and they're New York, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New Jersey, most interstates. They have the classifications if you're loaded or empty, this and that, blah blah blah. Because of the storms. Right, but a lot of them are shut down for all tractor trailers mm-hmm. starting tonight. So obviously, if you get caught on the interstate, I think it's a uh, it could be a big fine or whatever the case is. But start if you guys are going to be coming to the Northeast. And I don't know if other states are going to be doing it. I don't know if they already are. Start watching because you may have a load that you're not going to get through for two days. And, you know, that's your time and your money, driver. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you have a dispatcher that is watching the weather. It's very important to watch the weather this time of the year, knowing that, like, this, it's a big nor'easter coming up there right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, drivers, I mean, to shut the roads down, I have to agree yes and no. You know, they probably should shut the roads down for guys that have less than like two years of experience or something like that. But they can't tell that. Well, I'm just saying guys that don't have a lot of winter driving, I know they really can't. You know, there's some guys that even probably only have one year that know what they're doing. But I'm just saying when you have very minimal experience and you get up there on 80 in Pennsylvania, I'm telling you, I mean, I've seen a lot of upside down trucks on that road over the years. And they've, I think they just got finally sick and tired of, you know, tractor trailers losing control up there because that road once that cold icy snow hits it's like that powdery snow mm-hmm. that's some slick stuff right and, and and you wipe out pretty hard on that stuff and it's hard well they got sick of they just got sick of all the the near deaths and the deaths and and all of that they you know if you can save someone's life by just saying hey you can't drive it because we know the outcome is going to be dangerous on all aspects of it not only shouldn't you be out there but our safety people shouldn't have to be out there either protecting, you know, why, why should they all have to be out there just because you want to drive in weather that's really shouldn't be driven in. And I wouldn't just rely on my dispatcher to say, Hey, um, we're gonna have to cancel that load going up there. I would make sure the dispatcher, you know, you're watching the weather also. Yeah, Be proactive. Exactly. Be proactive. Cause if, 
if for some reason maybe he wasn't paying attention and you notice there's a storm up there, you know, obviously you want to bring it to his attention just for the simple reason. Again, if the roads are shut down and you have to sit in, you know, uh, Maryland or wherever trying to get up in there for two days, where are you even going to park? How many people are, if, if nobody can get in to those states. Bottlenecked. And also they mentioned, the state police mentioned, they really don't want anybody parking on the on the ramps. Well, I remember one year, do you remember that one year when all, all the roads were shut down back when I was driving? Mm-hmm. It was like an ice storm. Well, I don't care where you went, the ramps. Everything was packed. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't literally get into the parking lot. Of no, everything was, I mean, it's, yeah. that's what happens when something gets shut down. You have no place to put these trucks that, you know, these trucks and tractors or trucks and trailers that are supposed to be at these truck stops that are up in those states. If you can't get into those states, those tractors still have, have to have a place to park. So they're going to all be jamming up every outlet and every avenue that they can get into Period. I mean, it, it's, it's. I'd even pull into a Walmart parking lot. What are they? They're not going to send a tow truck in the middle of that, you know? No, I mean. I mean uh, what else are you going to do? Not only that, but I mean, when you look at it, honestly, if I was a business owner and I knew the state was being shut down for the safety of of all human people, you know, all you know, to be as 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 best as possible. I would be saying, okay, yeah, park here. I know it's not something that's going to be happening continually, but, you know, it's a state of emergency. Go ahead, park here. Get yourself, you know, a place to rest and and let it go through. I know, you know, at least you're out there moving right now. At least the products are getting moved. Well, in a state of emergency, they also, usually the government or the local officials will come down on anybody gouging Mm -hmm. or towing. I I remember that. You know, if gas prices go up, if they're hiking food prices, mm-hmm. or or towing people in emergency situations, mm-hmm. those people get fined big time anyway. So, you know, do what you have to do, drivers, mm-hmm. in, in those situations. Yeah, but definitely stay proactive. Watch the weather. Yep, and, and head over to CDL Life and get a full list of all those roads. There's a big list of the ones yeah. that are shut down for this weekend, but it's going to be that way all winter. I bet there's an app that you can look on to that is now starting to be coming out to where you can find out where's the closures at for the weather. And that might be something to kind of research a little bit. I agree. All right, let's move on. Load smart. Load smart. Our next uh, uh, sponsor. Couldn't even think right. Camion's break even calculator. It, it's, it's a free downloaded application that you get an, a calculator that you input your information into, and it tells you whether or not you're going to, break even with that load or if you are just not quite making it and you need to watch your expenses. Yeah. I mean, drivers, like I said before, I know that times are really good right now for rates. And, you know, when people are making really good money, they sort of don't watch their their pennies and their dollars because they, they, they figure they're just making tons of money. But they're, you're, you're, there's a lot you're wasting, too. Mm-hmm. You, you, you download this Camion free a break-even calculator, and it'll tell you if you're doing right or where you could save a lot of money. That's go to K-A-M-I-O-N, Camion.io forward slash talk CDL. That's Camion.io forward slash talk CDL. Free download. Go get it today. Ruthann. Troy. So my next little thingy thing here is I found, and by the way, I'm just recovering 
Yes, he has just recovered. I got to. I got to tell you, his fever only broke like yesterday, if can, that. Can I just tell the story about how I was helping Hunter move to St. Pete? Oh my gosh! In the middle of the week, it was horrible. And she's asking me, she's getting ready to move to St. Pete, and I'm going down the veterans. This was Wednesday. In pouring rain, mm-hmm. still have a fever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he thought it broke, so he thought he was going to go. So he loads up this huge mirror of Hunter's. Puts it in the back of his truck, tarps it, and starts driving. And the fever decides, I'm not going. Hi, Troy. That's funny. You're all funny. No, but the sad part was I felt literally like I was going to pass out. I've never in my life felt like I was going to pass out before, ever. And there I am driving. I actually pulled to the side of the, the highway and just with the windows down trying to breathe, I finally pulled into a gas station and just sat there chugging Gatorade. I was dehydrated. He was it, dehydrated. I, my legs felt like they were 500 pounds a piece. I could barely walk in the parking lot. I got to their cooler, got a big thing of Gatorade. I, they're probably looking at me. I'm there chugging it without even going to the register. I'm literally chugging it right there in the aisle. And I went up there, paid for it, got two slices of pizza, and went and sat in my, my truck you know, for about an hour till I recouped. And then I, I turned around and went home. That was my. That's my... Crazy story. So that's guys, what he happened all week. That's all, what he did. All my friends, everybody's re- sending me letters and and se- and sending me um, text messages saying, just stay in bed and drink lots of fluids. Right? Everybody always says that. Drink lots of. I never drink lots of fluids. That's no, what, I was trying to get you to drink fluids. Right. And there I am. You know, I'm telling you, when you dehydrate, it's horrible. And I felt like I was going to fall over. So, anybody out there gets the flu. Because I don't even know what it was that I had. We had the flu. It was like a flu. like It was like your stuffy head fever. But if you ever get that way, do yourself a favor. They're not kidding when they say drink lots of fluids because, believe me, it works. After I finally started drinking lots of fluids, I felt better. Yeah. Your your, your organs. But see, what happened is you're also taking that medicine so it was sucking you dry. Okay. So moving on, back to trucking. Trucker going to prison for smuggling people across the border. Again? Yeah. No, listen, this is a, he's a 28-year-old guy. Oh, just a quick little article. You can go to CDL Life and read this. And just, I just grabbed this off the headline. Rene Garcia of San Benito, Texas, was sentenced to three and a half years in prison for transporting illegal immigrants into the country. He tried to smuggle them in, uh, I guess it was on a flatbed with a bunch of onion pallets. Um, but here's the, here's the worst, you know, well, the worst part is, you know, you're, you're going to prison. Number two, you're suspended for life. Remember that smuggling illegal aliens. They remember that human trafficking. Yeah. Any human trafficking or the smuggling of transport, transporting people in a tractor trailer illegally, automatic lifetime suspension on your CDL. Not that that probably is the worst part, but to me. Because I have such a love for trucking. If I had my CDL suspended for life. It's devastating. To me, it would be devastating. I truly mean that. I mean, that's, you know, that that's something that you can, you know, use to make a living. And now this guy for, I don't even know what the hell they're getting for an immigrant. Bottom line is, he's he's got three and a half years to think about it. And then when he gets out, the it, He's, he's got to think of a new career. He's got a new career. He's because he's not going to be able to do his, his trucking again. Yep. So advice to anybody getting ready to smuggle illegal illegal, illegal immigrants or any people yeah. trafficking, the advice is don't do it. I mean, honestly, it's pretty simple cliche. 
Say no. What was that old saying? Say, say no, no to, to drugs. drugs. Say no to people. <laughs> well, I'm serious. Say no. Okay, let's let's talk about the bridge collapse. Yes. Let's move on. Let's talk about that. That that this happened at seven o'clock this morning. Okay. It was. Let me see. Authorities are working to determine the cause of a major bridge collapse that injured several people in the Pittsburgh area Friday morning. City officials say at the Forbes Avenue bridge in Frick Park collapsed into a wooden ravine shortly before 7 a.m. Um, January 28th, that's this morning, while three or four vehicles, including a city bus, were crossing the structure. Just think about this. This thing, it looked like a couple hundred feet down. It's like one of those ravines. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like... The you, picture looks like it's, yeah, it's just like... Just ima- imagine a trucker going across that, and, and all of a sudden... I mean, that's got to be scary in the back of a lot of people's minds now. It's like, because, you know, when you're going across like 80, for example, in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you go across a, some of those ravines and you're looking down, you're like, wow, this is like this is crazy. And it's like one day those structures, all those structures are going to come down someday. They all, none of it's built to last forever. No, it's not lifetime. I mean, they, let's put it this way. They wouldn't have the updated codes. Like, you know how when when you build a house, you have to go by certain codes? Oh, yeah, and it gets worse each time you yeah, build. You yeah. have to do it every year or every so many years. They update those codes where instead of being a wind force of 110, you now have to have it as a wind force of 150 because things always are getting worse. They're not getting better per se. So when it comes to your roads, the material that they use for them, some of them's changed dramatically where it's like not as good as it used to be. You remember when we were younger and they'd put tar down and we'd go out and you pop the tar bubbles when it got really hot? I, I wasn't a tar bubble popper. Oh, I was a tar bubble popper. Yeah. Yeah. But you know That's what? a tongue twister. Yeah, it was. Tar bubble popper. <laughs> but say I don't see times. that anymore on can road. Say, can you say it five times? Tar, wait. Tar, tar bubble popper. Tar bubble popper, tar bubble popper. Ta, ta, no, I cannot. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't think you could. We just made a new t- a new tongue twister. So I'd like anybody out there to record themselves saying tar bubble popper five times fast. And then hold on to your tongue while you're doing it too. All right. Anyways, so yeah, I don't remember doing I don't remember doing that. But I was, I was one that played in the tar. I, it was horrible. But I could tell you that I don't see that anymore because that's the material is not the same. Like now when they go and do roads, they, they dig up old millens and then they use them to put down for bases of new millens. So you don't think the roads are as strong as they used to be? I think it's just different. I know. What's funny is when you look at older buildings, they seem to last longer than the newer ones today. You know, it's, it's just weird. But It's but th- bo- different bottom, construction. That's what I'm saying. It's just but different. Bottom, here's the bottom line. This is really what I want to talk about. Can you imagine how many bridges a truck driver goes over in a day? Oh seriously, how many little bridges, little ravines, how many in a day? Constantly. Like a, a road driver that, say, does five, 600 miles a day as an average. How many bridges do you think that those people go over in a day? They go through a lot because, I mean, even if we just go from here down to Tampa, we're going over a ton of little of those I wonder, overpasses and bridges. I wonder if we could get somebody to count the bridges they go over. Ooh, let us know. Wouldn't that be so cool? Like, if you could just... Give us a rough estimate of how many little, it's, I mean, little bridges, 10-footers. This one was like 488 feet long or 477. And you've seen the picture, didn't you? Yeah. Of, of the collapse. Yeah, I did. It's pretty bad. But my whole point is. The red bus what stuck out the most. Yeah. <laughs> if that would have went down, people would have been killed. But my whole point is, imagine how many bridges you go over 
And do you remember the Minneapolis Bridge a few years ago? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And there was people killed on that one. Yeah, there was. Okay, that was like I-35. That started a big stink with a lot of inspections on the bridges. Right. And Mm -hmm. the the bottom line with it is, is, you know, these bridges are deteriorating. They're cracking. They they just had one in uh, Memphis, I think, that they were... Because it cracked or, some, or there was some stress cracks or something with it. And they were routing people around it. They still might be. I don't even know if they ever even fixed it yet. But it was like causing all kind of backups. I think we have one down in Tampa that was that way too. Just, the, I mean, yeah, well, Tampa. I think they said they last 70 years. Well, we had one down in Tampa that broke and uh, because of a, a ship hitting it. And then a trucker and a bunch of people fall down and kill. It was in the 70s. But the bottom line. No, is, no, no. I mean recently. I don't know, honestly. But the bottom line is, how many bridges? How many are unsafe right now? Some of these bridges are 100 and 200 years old. Yeah, they're not inspected continually. Right. This is exactly, well, they're supposed to be. Can you imagine being the bridge inspector? Well, I I can. How busy it will get now for him? Well, I can (laughs) imagine not only being the bridge inspector, but I can imagine the responsibility he has. Because if he says it's a good bridge, and, and in fact, when was the last time this one was inspected? Mm-hmm. That's a. Re- How the heck do they even build something like that? You know, when I'm looking at the ravine, I'm thinking, why don't you guys just shove a bunch of dirt down there and build it up and then put concrete in? That way you don't have a ravine. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh, that's that's horrible. I think. Um, well, I seen a big. I want to say it was in another country. A video where when they do the bridges, it's like this weird conveyor. Tr- contraption thing where they actually it goes out and then like it just with the material it's like a little like a like a train track thingy that comes out Mm. and that's how they 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 put the pieces and that's how they they put the truck to get you know not the truck but the bridge together by putting the pieces so they um i i i want to say was it switzerland or the netherlands or somewhere it was somewhere not odd but like Somewhere up in that area, it was this really cool video. I'll have to s- research it for you. Okay. It was really cool, the, the way they put the, bri- the bridge. It was a real long bridge, and it was like, you're watching it, and you're like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I personally do not like heights like that. Like, I can handle some heights, like a roof, like our roof. I can climb up on that, no problem. But that kind of height. A couple mm, hundred feet down. Nah. Sucks. No, I seen a, a picture. Um, it was these, these kids in hammocks. Going and there is like a big str- uh, a big rope that went across from one cliff to the other, and all these people were in hammocks, just laying in these hammocks across, and it had to be I don't know like maybe like six eight hundred feet across, and I don't even know how high it was, but it was high. I hear that. Yeah, um, you know me in heights, I don't care for it either. No, it's just creepy. Yeah. But anyways, you know prayers for the victims up there, and mm-hmm. honestly, drivers. If if you got a, an estimate of how many bridges you go across in a day, I would love to hear that number. I mean that sincerely. Somebody write into us. I know somebody will now, and uh, let us know roughly how many bridges because there's it's like probably a bunch every mile. It has to be. I mean, it, you're going over like roads and stuff, so that's a bridge. Yeah, sometimes you don't even realize you're going over a bridge. Right. Yeah, it's an do overpass. Remember, do you remember when the I-10 thing up there in uh, uh, was it Mobile or Louisiana? One of the I think it was in in the Mobile area or in Florida. Oh, with the bridge where the you know the one that runs along the the go- the water. It's like a couple miles long. A bunch a, a bunch fell out in there. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, big sections from the hurricane. I think so. Mm-hmm. But anyways, moving on. Let's moving move on. on. To how about we uh, mention uh, our last sponsor, JJ Keller? 
JJ Keller is an awesome company. Now's when you want to talk to them. Get started. It's the beginning of the year. You can go in there, talk to them, work on getting all your permits, all your paperwork done, started it. Can't help but have a best secretary in the world for a trucker. Yeah. The trucker secretary, JJ Keller, call him at 888-601-2017. And, uh, like I said, it's just like having a secretary for mm-hmm. real. It's, it is. It's like hiring. It's like hiring somebody to do your office work for you. And if at, for very very cheap dollars, call them today. Eight 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 six zero one two zero one seven. All right, Ruthann. Sad news out of Texas. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. Two trucks collided Ooh. yesterday in 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 uh, right outside of San Angelo, uh, Texas, and one was a sand truck. And uh, sad news, they once they collapsed, the truck that had the sand in it, I think it started pouring into the cab of the other guy. Oh, man. And suffocate the poor guy to death. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that, it's like, we were talking about that, that final destination thing, you know, where, isn't that what it's called, final destination? Uh-huh. Where, like, if you watch through the movie, you know, they, they just barely make it, and then all of a sudden... It's like they're going, huh, and then something falls on them and kills yeah. them or something. Well, it's, it's, it's like this guy supposedly, I think, was alive after the wreck, but because the sand... Now, again, I don't know for sure, all right, and I, I feel bad for him and his family, but this is what the report said. He was suffocated or buried alive, which is very horrible, very horrible uh, event. Uh, really just a weird twist of fate. Yeah, because that sand probably was going in there too fast. He couldn't get out. Well, he was trapped. Yeah. He was just trapped. The poor guy was trapped. And, you know, that's why, That's why. like, I mean, again, you know, I don't know if his legs were trapped or what the case was or he was trapped because of his seatbelt. Sometimes a seatbelt traps you. That's why it's good to have one of those cutters or a knife mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Even in your pocket, you could reach in your pocket and slice the seatbelt and get out. Yeah, my, um, you, you can get some of them that you can, like, do that. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the, is it, is it uh, carbon something that the... the the little hook thingy, you know, like it's a, it's a, the bracket that you could just hook it to cut cart. I don't know. It's okay. I can't remember what the name is. I want to, right. I can't think what the name of it is, but you, you get the, the seatbelt cutter. It's, it's this specific shape and you can attach that to it. And, but you can actually attach it to right there by your seatbelt that you could just pull it and just snap the seatbelt with it. Oh, okay, so you can attach it to one of the rings on the seatbelt. That's not a bad yeah, idea because I was just thinking to myself, man, a lot of people, they get these and then they just set them in like the ashtray or the console. Yeah. But then when you wreck, it goes flying maybe right. to where you can't find it. No, you can attach it to, you know, like if you look yeah. on, if you look at your your seat, you usually have those tags, you have all these other things and these 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 clips. You have it for like keys and stuff like that. You can, you can clip it and you've got the little extender part. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah, you it's can. Like, uh, I know what you're talking about now. The clip thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can have one of those, and you just attach it to the seatbelt. You can uh, even safety pin it to the 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 material so that you have it right there. And then when you do that, when you safety pin it to either an area on the seatbelt or you safety pin it to the material on the side of your your. Like, not the roof, not the headliner, but, like, on the side of your vehicle, you can have some of it, that material. You can you can attach it to your seat anywhere. You can attach it to where it's right there handy for you. Okay. That, that you can sense. do that. All right. Cool. All right. So, uh, good advice, Ruthann. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, 
No, but seriously, it is good advice to get one of those. Because not only is that a seatbelt cutter, but it has a little thing that you can break glass with. Exactly. Like if you're There's trapped like, inside it's like a multi-tool. It, well, it's like a little steel pin that comes out where you can actually pop glass. Yeah. Which is, glass can be hard to break sometimes, especially yeah. if you go in a, in a lake or something. You want to be able to, to bust that glass. So be prepared. Many people have, you know, died because they didn't have a tool to get them out. It's true. And, and we don't know what happened with this driver. His legs could have been you know, caught between the seat and the dash or whatever the case is to where the seatbelt wasn't holding him in. But like I said, prayers for him and his family. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes. Moving on? Moving on. All right. Uh, Last, I just guess this last little thing here. Uh, Two ex-employees of Roadrunner have been charged with ripping off the big carrier. It's kind of a, a, a weird story. Listen to this. It says a federal grand jury in Nebraska recently indicted two former trucking employees of Roadrunner Temperature Controlled, alleging the pair orchestrated an elaborate wire fraud scheme to defraud the company out of nearly $113,000. Amy Shepard, 42, of Oxford, Kansas, and Johnny Bradford, 50, of Lancaster, California, were charged with four counts of wire fraud on January 19th, according to a grand jury indictment filed in the U.S. District Court for the District of Nebraska. It says, uh, go ahead, you want to something? No, I'm just really curious on how two Roadrunner employees were able to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what, how they did it. It's yeah, kinda, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty curious on how they were able to manage this. You know, as I was reading that, I'm reading their names, you know, uh-huh. and I'm thinking, some guy wrote in to me a while back, and he wrote... Or no, he didn't write into me. It was like on one of our media pages. Uh-huh. And he wrote, um, you know how they used to go, um, uh, case, a case of beer, $18, um, uh, a new suitcase, $25, getting doing this priceless, yes. right? Yeah, the, the, it was well, old credit card, a visa. Right. The old, well, some guy wrote in last year or the, the year before he wrote, um, I forget, like Snicker bars, $1.50, can of Coke, $2.00. Getting put on Talk CDL's accident page, priceless <laughs> and embarrassing. <laughs> so here I am. As I'm reading that, I'm going, oh, this kind of reminds me. Here I am reading some poor sap's name on the podcast. But hey, listen, you know, if you deserve it, you deserve it. But anyways, listen to this. According to the indictment from July uh, 2016 through June of 19, so three years, Almost to the month. Shepard worked in various roles, including as a customer service manager, a driver business leader, manager, and finally as a dispatch lead manager uh, during her employment at Roadrunner. She worked remotely from her home in Kansas, according to the documents. Bradford drove for the refrigerated division of Roadrunner from February of 17 to May of 18. So he he was there like a year. Mm -hmm. At the time, Roadrunner used EFS an electronic wire transfer service to issue their cash advance uh, for equipment repairs, trailer wear, um, washouts, and to pay lumper fees for their third-party workers. So the EFS is really how they were doing it, okay, the Uh. EFS checks. It says prosecutors allege that in the beginning of February of 18, Shepard used her position to fraudulently generate advances and enter EFS check codes, which she then sent to Bradford over a 16-month 16-month period. According to the indictment, Bradford would cash the check at the vendor establishments 
Then he would use Western Union to send portions of the money he received from the fraudulent advances to, to Shepard. So he would cash it, and then he'd send her her cut, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so they, they, I guess they went and found all these big Western Union transfers right to her from all these shippers, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Where he probably they probably went and looked up his Qualcomm and every it was him at every spot. It was like all documented. Excuse it's kind of <coughs> excuse me. But anyways, check this out. It says it's un. This is the funny part. And then you can have the the mm-hmm. mic. It's unclear in court documents how Shepard allegedly continued to send electronic wire transfers to Bradford for a light repair for three hundred dollars on February of nineteen. And for a trailer alternator costing nearly $827 in June of 19, through Roadrunner's accounting system nearly a year after the truck driver was no longer employed uh, by the refrigerated carrier. So after, somehow she was still sending, I guess, I guess she was sending him stuff even after he wasn't working there for trailer repairs and stuff. That's pretty stupid. Pretty desperate for money or just greedy. I mean, that's it's, it's greed will get you. Greed will get your gets, ass that's every greed. time. I mean, desperate for money, you're working. So, I mean, like you can't you can't get any more. If you're desperate for money, it's because you usually don't have a job and you've got to work and certain things. But that's greed when you're already working, earning an income, and then stealing. That's not desperate. That's greed. Stealing is greed. Oh, I know. It's 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 all bad stealing. I, stealing I, not good. No, stealing not good. Stealing not good. No. Oh, well. What was it that you said last time? Oh, never mind. You know what's funny about, last, you know, what's her name, Amy Shepard? No, I, I was, I was. well, yeah. What, that, what were you going to say? Well, what you were saying last night when you said stealing no good, it reminded me of when you said you were going to get a shirt that says. What was it? It was a soprano thingy. I forget. Gamora. Huh? Gamora. Oh, oh, the Gamora? No, I don't know. Gamora, no good. <laughs> no, 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 I was thinking, though, what's funny is like with some trucking companies, she'll put her application and they'll say, when can you start? <laughs> <laughs> so easy to get a job in trucking. Yeah. Come on in, Amy. Uh-huh. I, I make her the uh, CFO. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, seriously, be honest with you guys, honestly. Um, it's, no, just it, lie. It's just, it's just the old saying, crime don't pay. I mean, it paid for a little bit. It was paying them for like it, t- three it years. It paid them, yeah. It paid them, but now it's it's taking back. Yeah. It's a lot of interest on that. <laughs> so, you know, and, and to be honest with you, somebody probably going to go to jail. That's three, I want to know how. That's a big felony, did actually. Roadrunner just look into that? I mean, that's what I'm understanding. Like, well, she used EFS and was using, you know, like they were doing something that's commonly done for, you know, you said lumpers and stuff. So it kind of threw me off when, I mean, it, did they just like notice weight, you know, like over an overabundance of milk coming for just one driver or well, what? Well, I mean, after a while, when you're the bean counter, after when you realize there's $113,000 that's unaccounted for, you're going okay. Where's where are we? Where are the numbers adding up? We're we're adding up over a hundred thousand dollars in difference. You know, if if that's the case, I'm not sure. No, if he was using EFS, it's not like it was I'm missing. Talking, I'm talking about, but still, it's still there. It's still Roadrunner's money is gone. Yeah, but they're still having records of it through EFS numbers. Yeah, well, I'm just wondering if when she was sending it to him, um, after he quit. Is that when they finally went, wait a second, who's this guy? <laughs> Who, who's this guy? I don't know. 
I'm just like I said. I'm just trying to figure out how did it? How did how did they actually? I mean, how did they get snagged? I don't know. It's a, I guess because I don't know. I just. It's it's always intriguing when people are trying to pull off the big robbery. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess I, I guess heist. that's a good way of saying it. it's intriguing just to figure out how how did you first of all, you know, the, to, to, you to, to do that scheme to period period. I guess I'm just too innocent when it comes to that. I don't, you know, I'm like I'm, I'll, I'll know I'll get caught, so I don't do anything like that. But then to go ahead and just go for it. Do you remember the when they had on that one segment the dumb criminals and they had that one guy that broke into somebody's house and stole a bunch of stuff. But in order to keep the door from lo- shutting on him, he jammed paper in the, in the hole where the, the yeah, it was like a ticket or well, receipts he, or something. Yeah. He, it was his own speeding tickets he, he, <laughs> with his, his phone number and driver's <laughs> license on it. And the, co- the cops went right to his house and looked in the garage and there was all these people's stuff <laughs> and they just took him to the jail. It was like a dumb criminal act. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, that's it's almost like, that's the problem with people. They get away with it once. They go, ooh, that was easy. And, mm-hmm. and they start breathing a little better. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, they're going over and over and over, wink, wink. Hey, I need a lumper, Henrietta, or whatever. What was her name? Amy. You know, need a lumper. I need a lumper. And next thing you know, $113,000 later. I guess maybe they realized that where he was going didn't really need lumpers. I don't know. Well, and can I tell you something else, truthfully? This is where... where um. Companies don't trust anybody. You know, you, you, once you get burnt like that, then everybody looks at you like, oh, yeah, they, they're so untrusting here. Well, th- these, these people like that are the reason why you're, you're not just trucking companies, but anybody that is running a company doesn't trust people because there's always somebody, if they have access to money or to a cash register, it's so tempting and, 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 they do dumb things. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. So that's why people don't trust. Anyways, that's that's my podcast for the week, Ruth Ann. You got some stuff for us this week? What do you got? I got my word. What do you want to give us the word of the day first? You, I mean, I, I'll do the word first Let's and then the I'll word. do the joke. Yeah, do the joke last. Yeah. What do you got? Oddments. Oddments? Oddments. Spell it. O-D-D-M-E-N-T-S. Odd mints. Odd mints. And what is odd mints? Odd mints actually originated as a Germanic name. German? German? Germany? Okay. So it's um, remnants or parts of something, odd mints, <laughs> typically left over from a larger piece or set. I mean, that's kind of odd. Instead <laughs> of a remnant, it's an odd mint. <laughs> I mean, I, I just thought it was pretty funny when I read it. I'm like, wow. That, was, mean, that was odd. It was like one of those words where you're like, Kind of makes sense. Odd, but <laughs> it, was, it was odd. It was odd. <laughs> no, seriously. Right. Uh, but that that was by Word Genius. We want to always plug Word Genius. Word Genius is awesome. Guys, download Word Genius or go to this. I guess you can just sign up for it and they send you a free word every day. Yes, they and do. You'll get smarter. They do. So, you know, when you're younger, what was one of the first things that you ever heard when it came to waffles? Um, Ice cream. Well, I, I, yeah, I like that, too. I like, I like ice cream sandwiches. So, anyway. Can you imagine driving a truck and trying to eat a waffle ice cream sandwich? <laughs> Especially when, like, if you remember? When they're hot and it's melty. Well, <laughs> if they went to Jay's Bar down there on the beach, they make these hot, fresh waffles that come, they literally, at this one beach bar, they make these 
really piping fresh hot waffles, and then they stick a big ice cream ball in it for you, and mm-hmm. you're eating the waffle, and the waffle's still hot, and your ice cream's in there melting. It's so delicious. I can't just see driving a truck doing that right then. I'd be like running all over my lap and stuff, <laughs> licking my fingers. Anyway, so what are you getting at? What's up with the waffles? So there were two brothers, Frank Anthony and Sam Dorsa. I thought they were names was going to be Waffle Burger. No, actually, it's not. You said they're German, they're, right? They're, they're, no, 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 no. They're not th- two. There was three. Three brothers, Frank, Anthony, and Sam, last name Dorsa. Okay. They're from California. And in the 1930s, they were in their basements of their parents, and they were making their own mayonnaise. And as they were making their own mayonnaise, they, because egg yolks are the main ingredient in eggs, Mm. or in mayonnaise, they christened their fledging company Ego. Ego the waffle? Ego the waffle. Nice. But they called it mayonnaise first. Let go of my mayonnaise? No, 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 no. The name of the company was Ego, but they were launching the business during the Great Depression. Ego mayonnaise sold like hotcakes, motivating the Dorsas to extend their product line. Soon they were selling waffle batter, another egg-based product, to simplify shipping. They also whipped up a powder mix that required only the addition of milk. Nice. So, the thing is, when they used to make the waffles, they weren't called waffles at first. What were they called? Fruffles. Fruffles? F-R-O-F-F-L-E-S. Fruffles. Let go of my fruffle? <laughs> That's going to help. So it was a, it was, you said that it was called a waffle or an ego. You saying the fruffle was the ego or was the waffle? Well, the fruffle was the waffle. <laughs> the fruffle was the waffle. Okay. So, so a waffle was a fruffle. <laughs> But it used to be called it, you know, like you're so used to say, they go my ego. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I, I don't even like saying fruffle. <laughs> it's a little odd. It's a weird name. Fruffle. It, it sounds kind of freaky. Fruffle. Fruffle. It's different though. Okay. So anyways, that they, they were trying to go with fruffles as frozen waffles. So that's how it came up with fruffles. Oh, frozen waffle, fruffle. I yeah. get it. That's so, cute. Anyways. Thought I'd give that interesting fact. You got a joke for us? I do. Or is that do. it? No. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> can a kangaroo jump higher than a house? Can a kangaroo jump higher than a house if he's super kangaroo? No, I don't know. Well, can he? Of course. Houses can't jump. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, I know everybody missed me last week with my jokes and my word of the day. So. I had to come back with something. You had to come back with a real impact. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.